and it is free. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, right in my price range too. And I'll be talking about that next week. <laughs> hallelujah. It's time for us to continue our praise of God with our tithes and offerings. Hey, hey, hey. Be careful over there now. You're going to hurt yourself. Dear God, we thank you for all that you do for us, Father, that we could use what you give us and return just a small portion to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, so you can't really open any news browser or any newspaper or turn on the TV and not realize that the first thing that's talked about is Ukraine. There's so much going on over in Ukraine and this whole area of Europe, Eastern Europe, that it's just amazing. And we are really, really fortunate and blessed. Uh, our speaker today is Jane Hyatt. She has been in the middle of all of this for years, doing God's work in a much-needed place for much-needed young children that really have no one else or nowhere else to go. And so what I'd like you to do is, in uh, with me, uh, welcome Jane Hyde as she speaks and shares whatever is on her heart today. Miss Jane, God bless you for all that you do. May the Holy Spirit continue to bless you and be with you in all that you do. And Amen, and with you. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, I welcome this cold weather this morning. It made me feel like I was right back home. I know your Floridians are saying, get thee behind me, <laughs> right? Let me give you a quick update on what's happening with the kids and what's happening with our property. Uh, I had some ladies ask me Thursday night, and I sort of cut you off, so if that was you, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't want to repeat myself. Um, the kids are doing so-so uh, in Germany. Um, it's not easy. You're out of your culture, and German culture and Ukrainian culture are worlds apart. And you're thinking, well, they're both in Europe, and they're both cold. What's the deal? Well, I'll explain real quick. Uh, German culture is a very cold climate, not to do with the weather. Ukrainian culture is hot climate, and you're sitting there going, I don't think Ukraine's hot. So well, you're wondering, what in the world does that mean? What do I mean? Cold climate, we're going to work, 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 work. And then I'll say, you know, Zosh, how you doing? You know, it's okay. A hot climate, I'm going to say, oh, Chad and Margaret, how are you guys? I haven't seen you in so long. How is it? Oh, wait, we got some work to do. So the German culture has turned our team and our kids kind of, and me, honestly, and Barbara, all of us, kind of upside down because they're not that interested in relationship until you get the job done. And we're used to relationship, and then I'll get the job done. And I do get the job done. So that's the stress. Plus, our kids go to German school. They don't know German, but they're learning. Lord, help us. And I am, too. I'm in third grade. <laughs> I already spoke to Emmy on Thursdays where she's like, whoa, very encouraging. But uh, they go to German school during the day, and then in, in the afternoon when they get home, they go to Ukrainian school online. 
So you people remember when we were in school, we're like, you know, we're done, let's go outside and play. Well, you got to do Ukraine school first, or you're going to do it on Saturday and Sunday because they send us the lessons and then they have to do it all. But we do make sure the kids get time to get outside and play. We have a trampoline place that they go to, and they'll go there and jump for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's great, because all that energy comes out, and they're bouncy, and they come back, and you think they're going to be tired. Wrong. (laughs) They're still a little bit energetic. But, so pray for us, pray for the kids, pray for this this crazy, uh, unprovoked invasion that has escalated into a war. People keep saying, why is there a war between Germany? I mean, Lord Jesus. Uh, Between Ukraine and Russia. Well, it wasn't a war. It was an unprovoked invasion that has turned into a war and simply because Ukraine is defending itself. Now, people's asked me, what's happened to your property? Our property, thank you, Jesus, to God and to God alone be all the glory, is doing great. Uh, there's been bombs dropped on our property. Uh, they missed the buildings. Uh, so we have no structural damage. But because of the vibrations and all, we had a lot of broken windows, broken doors, pipes, electrical cables, because those things penetrate deep. Because one of our electrical cables, they run 70 centimeters underground. Oh, you're wondering, centimeters. That's about a, uh, a yard and a half or more underground. No, it's not a yard. A yard is 100 centimeters, so it's three-fourths of a yard. Underground is where our electrical cables run. But the vibrations and the intensity of those things cause different cables to split and break. So anyway, we kind, we kind of consider that all cosmetic damage, right? As opposed to structural damage. So praise the Lord, the building is safe and uh, we've cleaned it up. Some of the team that's still in Ukraine has done the cleanup. And right now we have some refugees staying at our property that need a respite and uh, then they go back to their jobs. And you can read between the lines on that one. So that's our situation. And just keep praying. And God, to God be the glory for the great things he's done truly. That the buildings are all standing and there's nothing hit a building. Because we have eight buildings on 12 acres. So it's not a small piece of property. It's a large place. So let's pray. Father God, we just give you this time. I ask, Father, that you would speak through me, that these would be your words, not my words, that, Holy Spirit, you would be the one in charge. And, Lord, encourage all of us, even me, Lord. You're constantly in change, changing us. You're making, as Jim said, dead things come alive. So bring things alive in our hearts and in our spirits as we desire to hear from you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. New Year's Eve, I was sitting in my room having a little bit of a pity party because some of the adults went out and did things at at a church, and I didn't go. I didn't want to go. But the kids were all there. So I'm playing with the kids and having a good time. And then I remembered a friend of mine said, you know what I do for New Year's Eve? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you make resolutions and you make them, and then I'm... You got all this list and you do great and then today you know it's April and you're like, oh, fiddle, snap. I haven't done the, my resolutions and you feel like ashamed and a failure. I said, I'm not doing that. If you're going to tell me about resolutions, you can just zip it. I don't want to hear it. 
And she said, no, no, I don't do that. I asked the Lord for one word from him, for me, for the next year. One word. I thought, hmm. And she told me about this in October, and I remembered it on New Year's Eve. I said, I think I'll do that. I'm going to ask you, Lord, for one word. So I was quiet, and I said, I wanted to have some time of prayer. I did that. I made communion for myself. I was really in a good place and quiet. And I said, Lord, I just want one word from you. Just one word from you for the next year. What is that word? Well, being the creative person that I am, and energetic and techie, I sat there and going, huh, maybe it's compassion. Huh, maybe it's, maybe it's forgiving. Huh, maybe, and I come up with all these words. And finally I said to myself, Jane, stop it! Just shut up! Sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, shut up! Because I'm thinking and thinking. And I said, oh, I will be quiet. I choose right now, Lord, to be quiet. And I want to be, hear from you. And I, it was work. Took me a few minutes, but I really was able to shut off my mind to stop thinking. And as soon as I did, within seconds, I call it a flaming arrow. Just went zip through my head. A word. The word was steadfast. I thought, now there's a word we use every day. Have you been steadfast today, Margaret? use that word every day but immediately I started thinking of Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 to 24 you know that song the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases you know it what's next seas never come to an end they are new every morning new every morning Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. And I thought, yeah. And then the Holy Spirit said, that's not it. (laughs) Steadfast is the word, but you're not going to go to that. That's easy peasy. I've got something new for you. And I was like, okay. Because, you know, our spirit lives in our heart, not in our head. And that's the problem with most of us today. We try to live from the head and the heart's all the time saying, hello, do you hear me? Hello? You know, the heart's supposed to tell the head, not the head's supposed to tell the heart. So I thought, okay, Lord, what are you talking about? And he immediately took me to Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart. Oh, that was painful. Oh, God, and renew a right spirit within me. So I immediately started singing of that song. Singing of that song. I'm not going to sing it. And the Lord said, uh-uh. That's not it either. Stop trying to figure it out. And let me show you. So I heard, look up the word steadfast. I jumped over to my notebook. Put in steadfast into the thesaurus, into the dictionary. And found out it means Firm in one's allegiance. Hello. Allegiance to who? But it says firm. And there were so many words that it means. The next one it said was 
loyal. And I, when I'm hearing all these words, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, is that you? Are you loyal? To whom are you loyal? To whom are you steadfast in allegiance? Yourself? You know, I got to say, I still got pride issues. Anybody else got pride issues? Oh, come on. If you don't raise your hand, you're sick. You, get, you, need, to re, you need to repent. Another word it means is devoted. To whom are we devoted? You guys are devoted to each other. I see that in your marriage. Many of you are devoted to this church because you're faithful and you come here on events and you come here every Sunday and you bring others. But who does God want us to be devoted to? Him first. Everybody else next. You know what else it means? You're going to love this one. And this is probably doesn't define me. Enthusiastic. Yeah. And I thought, I can be enthusiastic. I like being enthusiastic, especially when I'm talking about the Lord and great things that he's done. And we're talking about others. We had that uh, today at the Dunkin' Donuts. I'm in Dunkin' Donuts getting a cup of coffee and a donut. It's going to hold me over till lunch, I pray. And somebody comes up behind me and goes, on my shoulder, Hi, Jane. Chad and Margaret. And I was like, Oh, hello. And there's this other guy in front of us, and he placed this big order. And I heard him when he was talking to the girl when he got his order. He goes, Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I said, I thought, Oh, I think he's a Christian. And I said something to him, and, he's, and we were talking about different things. And he said, the only way is with God. The only way is to trust the Lord. And we're having this thing in the Dunkin' Donuts, and the people behind the counter that work there are going. <laughs> but it was a blessing. And I, was, I thought, enthusiastic. Another word steadfast is, for steadfast is determined. Yes, Proverbs 11, chap, uh, 11, 19. He who is steadfast in righteousness will attain to life. Now, I've got a picture Sharon's going to put up, and this just describes this. Do you remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Here they are in this furnace. Nebuchadnezzar's like, heat it up, baby, heat it up. They're still in there, heat it up. Yeah. And there's a fourth person walking around with them. They were determined. They were loyal. And they were unwavering, which is another word for steadfast. Unwavering. I saw this picture and I was like, I don't know if I could do what they did. I, don't, I, I, I really, honestly, I don't know if I could say, I'm not going to despair or be in doubt or be in the other F word, fear. I mean, it's an amazing story, but it's a story of God's steadfast love and care for us when we stand and when we're immovable, which is another word for steadfast. We stand on our faith in Christ Jesus and I don't care what anybody else says. They can have all this woke, hocus-pocus stuff that's going on out there and all this other stuff that's going out there. But we are immovable. And if we really are solid in our faith with Christ, nothing's going to shake us. I don't care what it is. 
Nothing can shake us if we stand. Another word for steadfast, are you ready? Intent. And that doesn't mean put a tent in your backyard and you're sleeping in there at nighttime. You know, you heard the story about the, the guy who went to the doctor. He says, I don't know, doctor. One day I'm happy. The next day I'm sad. I don't know what's going on with me. And the doctor says, well, I know what the problem is. He says, you're, in, you're too intense. He's got two tents in his backyard where he's living. One day when he's happy, one day when he's sad. He's all mixed up in his brain. He doesn't know what's going on. God wants us to be intent about our purpose and doing something every day. How easy it is, is it to say, oh, you know, I really should call, I really should call Zosh and pray for her today. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. How many of us do that? I mean, I read stuff on Facebook and somebody puts up there, oh, pray for my brother. He's going to have open heart surgery tomorrow. Well, it's real easy on Facebook to just go right in comments and say, praying now and really pray now. As opposed to say, oh, I'll do it later. Steadfast, another word, is intent. What else? Solid. Remember that old song, Solid is a Rock? I knew you were thinking of that over there. I just knew that. You and Pastor Ramona both went down that road. And probably Pastor Howard up in heaven, if he's listening to this, said, oh, yeah, he's probably singing it up there. God only knows. But he wants us to be solid. And what's the opposite of solid? What's the opposite? Come on, people, you're smart. Loose. Not firm. Jello. Mamby pamby. Huh? Yeah, wimpy. He wants us to be solid. How do we get to be solid? There's only one way I know. Exercise your faith and spend time in the word. And spend time getting to know who Jesus really is. Because in Psalm 57, 7, the psalmist said, My heart, he didn't say my head, he said, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. He didn't say it once, he said it twice. He's repeating himself. That's how important it is. Whenever the scripture repeats itself, that means it's important. You better pay attention. My heart is steadfast, oh God. My heart is steadfast. So another word for steadfast is resolute. There's a good one. Are we resolutely following Christ? Or are we following what's on TV? Are we resolutely believing that God takes care of us no matter what the situation? Or are we looking, oh God, maybe I should take my money out of the bank, what little I got, because the bank might be going to crash tomorrow. Are we being resolute? And one of the next, one of the other words for steadfast is fervent. Are we fervent, passionate about the Lord? Or is it just, uh, you know, I go to church on Sunday and do whatever I want Monday through Saturday, and then I'll go to church again on Sunday. I'm good. I don't think so. True is another word. Not false, but true. Do we stand true to what God says? Do we believe what he says is true? 
firm in our belief. There's a picture I've got here. Sharon's going to put it up of an ocean wave coming in and just wanting to crash on the shore. But if we're firm in our belief, that lighthouse isn't going anywhere. That water can come in and slap it as hard as it wants to, but it's not going to go anywhere. Pastor Ramona and I drove down the beach yesterday, and we were amazed at the destruction, but also next to it, some places that weren't hurt. It's like right next door. You got one place right here that's just about wiped out. The pool's sitting on the beach almost. And this one over here, nothing happened to it. Why? Well, I think this place was firm in their belief that they better have a good foundation. And this place said, well, we'll just do whatever we can. God wants us to be firm in our belief. He also wants us to be impassioned. Now, what does that mean? How do we, how do we be impassioned? How can I live an impassioned life? I live one because I work with the kids in Germany and I've tried to dedicate my life 100% wholly to the Lord. But even if I was here in America, it would be the same thing. Just because I'm a missionary doesn't mean I only do it over there. Doesn't mean I, you know, now I'm in Germany, so okay, I gotta be a missionary in Germany. I'm a missionary wherever I go. Even if I'm in a public place and go to the bathroom, I'll be telling you, I'll, I'll tell somebody about Jesus. I'll share something about the love of the Lord or a word of encouragement to somebody. And that's how God wants us to live our life. That's part of being steadfast. The last word is, are you ready? You're going to love this word. Dedicated. To whom or to what? This is the Lord asking me this question on New Year's Eve, are you dedicated? Are you dedicated to serving these children? That's not the answer we want. Are you dedicated to taking care of yourself? That again is not the answer that he wants. Am I dedicated to him first? And everything else comes down the line. And I had to ask myself, where are my values? Where is my dedication? What have I got more important? What is more important for me? Then, can I really be steadfast? I'll close with this verse of scripture. It's 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, that's all of us, Be steadfast. Paul writes, and then he says, immovable. And I like this next part. Always, not sometimes, not when you feel like it, not tomorrow. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing in our head, but our heart knows that your work is not in vain, and he adds, in the Lord. He doesn't want us to take any credit for that. Your work is not in vain, in the Lord. Abounding, always abounding, in the work of the Lord. So it's not me. It's not us. We don't do squat. If Jesus is steadfast and our faith is steadfast, our heart is steadfast in him, 
all these things come to pass. That's a lot of words for the word steadfast. I challenge you, go to the internet yourself and look it up. You'll see when, when, this, when the Lord gave me that word that night, I was like, I really don't know what steadfast is. You know, like I said, we sing that song. And I love that chorus. We don't sing it enough. I've been singing it a lot since New Year's Eve. But was I really steadfast? What in Jane needs to change? What in us needs to change? And I guarantee you, all of us has got something. And I'm still working on it. I'm nowhere near there. That needs to change in order that I can be steadfast every day. Am I firm in my belief? Am I dedicated? Am I impassioned? Am I true to the Lord? Am I fervent about his love for me? Am I resolute? Am I solid? Am I standing firm? Am I intent about what I'm doing? Am I immovable? Can I stand strong and firm in the Lord? Am I determined? Am I enthusiastic? Joyful? Am I devoted? Am I faithful? Am I loyal? But most of all, am I firm in my allegiance? Because if I'm firm in my allegiance, all these other things will fall in place. But if we're not firm in our allegiance, you know that, that there's a hymn, I know whom I have believed And we have to know why, who, and what we believe and that we are firm in our allegiance. Amen? It is. Practice his presence. And abound, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that our work is not in vain. In the Lord, not in us. To God be the glory. So our challenge is to be steadfast. Regardless of what's going on in the world around us, and I know it's not easy. It's not easy for me. It's been very difficult living in a, I feel like a nomad. No place to call home. I mean, right now, home is in Ukraine. But I'm choosing to be steadfast in my faith and steadfast in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, thank you, thank you that you never give up on us. You never give up on us. You're constantly with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, help us all to remember who you are and that you are the steadfast God who's immovable, who loves us, who is intent on loving us. That's you. That's your character. And you love us and you care for us. So help us, Lord, to grow in all of these qualities, that we could better serve you and love others the way that you love others because that is the gift that you've gave us is your love for us that we could share it with others and return it back to you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We bless you. We honor you. And we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you don't mind while Jane's here, let's lift your hands. Let's pray for her. Uh, dear God, uh, I thank you that uh, Jane has put her hand to the plow, that it's been successful. Father, the earth that she has turned up has been pure and good. And she has planted your word into every one of these children, 
all those around the, the ark and everywhere she is, even in, in Germany, Father, that you would prosper her, prosper her hand, give her encouragement. Uh, Father, let her know that it's a day of restoration for her, that restoration is coming, and it's going to be even better, ten times better than what Amen. she had ever seen, Amen. thought, or wondered. And, Father, I, I thank you for her service. I publicly thank you for all that she has done in her life to come close to you and to bring those to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Love you, brother, from you. another mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, James, so very, very much. And guys, we love you today. Look forward to uh, seeing you again. Don't forget we've got some stuff coming up Saturday that's a free music concert. So let's just close now in prayer. Father, we thank you, Father, uh, for your son Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Father, we acknowledge that you are God and that you sent your son for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, we'll have those up here that will be able to pray. Hello, this is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.